Hi, Sam. Hi, Lauren. Are you ready to talk about Watcher? I am, because after all, (laughs) we are the Watchers of Movies. I I heard that. I heard that. I thought maybe you were like, is there a the? I thought you were debating if there was a the or not. I know. I almost said, don't worry, darling. Because because we just saw saw it. It was like the first time we had seen a movie together since like 2019. It's been a long time. At least early 2020. So... I have a cute little story to tell you that I think you might like. <laughs> so I um, started talking to, I met, I met some new friends, and they, it's a couple, and uh, she's pregnant, and his mom, what? About to be a thruple. <laughs> yeah, so, so Not, his, I mean, keep going, please. <laughs> so, so his mom had passed away like a couple months, like, I think like five months ago like half a year ago whatever and a couple months after she had passed away his his fiance got pregnant and he thinks he said that he thinks it is a gift from his mom because his fiance was unable to get pregnant and then she was right after his mom passed away and i thought that was a really cute story (laughs) that's really sweet i know isn't it yeah that's it and that's the whole story but i thought you might like that just enjoy a little bit of I don't know goodness love you know yeah. hopeful hope yeah. in the world so yeah yeah it made me it made me uh it made me a little emotional when he told me i was like oh that's so sweet <laughs> yeah that's so sad yeah like losing losing someone yeah and before a milestone in your life is pretty hard yeah anyway so how are you i'm good we're recording from my parents kitchen we are yeah hopefully this time there will be no shouts in the background like last time oh that was at your parents yeah house. that was weird now i don't think that our listeners even know the story of it do oh, they yeah i don't think we do we ever talk about it i don't know I don't but I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell the story because it's a it's a really weird one that is really unexplainable so we were recording at my parents' place, and um, later that week, you were editing it, and you sent me a screen clip, or not screen clip, a soundbite of what sounded like a man screaming into the microphone. Now, for our listeners out there, the microphones we were using were not hackable. It wasn't possible to be hacked. It was like through. They were like USB port. Like, well, maybe it's possible to be hacked, but I don't I think even it think was. About a hacking. I mean, like, how does somebody hack talking into a microphone? Yeah, I don't see. I don't think so. I don't think it's possible, right? Because we know. were using like anything's possible, but <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think it was possible. I like possible. that this story is like, it's probably a ghost, but it's impossible that it could be somebody <laughs> hacking. I didn't even think about the hacking. Well, I don't it, think it was anybody well, hacking. But were you Let's even like connected to the internet on that co- on the computer? I doubt it. Yeah, I don't but think I so don't, either. I don't know. So you think someone, I think you did to be connected. I mean, I don't for them think someone hack. hacked it and just said like, <laughs> like that's the noise. I don't think somebody. It was so mean, weird. So if, you know, the, the microphones that we had, if you wanted to be heard you have to speak directly into it like most microphones and there is a sound of what sounds like a man just going ah like right in the microphone like right behind me i think it was in my microphone and 
that's it. That's the whole story. And we have no idea. Yeah. That, like, it, I mean, they had to have been right there in order to be like, it was yeah. weird. It was so, super it's weird. super weird. And I listened to it multiple times and I was like, this is a, a weird noise that I can't explain. It's definitely a voice because I, as I was like editing, I was like, could it be the furniture moving? But no, it's definitely no, like a it's human definitely voice. voice. Yeah. So I sent it to you and I said, I, I think we recorded a ghost. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know what it could be unless one of us had like a weird vocal outburst and doesn't remember it. But it's so but, out of place. But neither of us remembered it. So that yeah. would have been extra weird because neither of us remember ever hearing the shout. We didn't. Well, of course not. That would be terrifying. But. Also, I've been editing for a couple of years, and I've never heard any noise like that ever. Yeah. So that's another thing. Like, uh, I feel like if one of us had made the noise, I would have been like, "Oh, I hear that sometimes." It's just right. A noise. One of us just screams. I don't but know. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of us is just like. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, that was just really bizarre. You know, I'm I'm a skeptic. I'm a skeptic when it comes to spirits and stuff like that. And I don't really feel like my parents' house is haunted. But that just makes me wonder, like, what the fuck was yeah, that? There's probably, like, some weird logical explanation I'm for sure it. There is, but but <laughs> where's the fun in that? But, yeah, it was, it was pretty weird. I was like, do I believe in ghosts now? I don't know. <laughs> um, the answer is not really <laughs> i'm glad we told the story <laughs> me too <laughs> it's the perfect segue to spooktober yes <laughs> happy spooktober everyone by yeah. the time you listen to this it will be october yeah we are not in october currently we're still in september but it's coming it's coming around the mountain when it comes so you know a few days <laughs> just a few days away and what do you have your costume set already <laughs> no i i doubt i'll be dressing up oh you won't be okay yeah, yeah. i will be because i love it i'm going oh, to go as margot did Tenenbaum. You, did you ask me about my costume so you could talk about your costume i would never do that <laughs> i don't know why you would what's your costume margot Tenenbaum? <laughs> yes margot Tenenbaum. and so i have the coat and i think i have to get a new wig because the wig i have is real shitty did you cut it? Mm-hmm. But it, like, doesn't sit on my head. Like, the back um, looks like it's, like, puffed up. Oh. Yeah, it doesn't look good. It looks really fake. And it also, like, doesn't... It just doesn't sit well, so it, like, kind of slides off almost. It's just not a well-made wig. Sure. So you're going to have to splurge for a little bit of a... It's, like, only, like, 40 bucks. I found one online. Oh, that nice. Looks like it. So... Yeah, um, that was kind of disappointing because I cut it all up and then I was putting it on and I was like, this looks like garbage. Yeah, <laughs> so, that sucks. no, thanks. Yeah, well, that's what you get when you buy a $15 wig. Oh, sure. So You get what you pay for. Whose fault is it? Yeah. The manufacturer. Of course. It's that's not what I was fault. thinking. <laughs> they should make a better product. Never my fault. Never. <laughs> I'm always innocent. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... That's that's what I, yeah yeah. Uh, yeah that's cool yeah, yeah. and then try and throw a little bit of a Halloween get together you know a little party yeah buy some pumpkins or something oh, and bats good. because you know uh, spooky season is bats favorite time of year yeah I don't know if you knew that I went but to Trader Joe's with Mike on Saturday and I got some candy it's a sour gummy bats and cats oh yeah and it's delightful <laughs> yeah <laughs> that sounds fun is it Haribo or is no, it just it's Trader like, Joe's. 
Oh, they have like their own brand or whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, gotcha. It's, it, they're super sour, and I like them. There's oh, I grape, love super sour. orange, and green apple. Oh, I love green apple. I they were in the checkout line as I was staying there, so I grabbed them. They were an impulse buy, and the the cashier said, "Good choice on the bats and cats. They're really good." <laughs> and she was not lying. <laughs> I really like um, organic or vegan gummies because they're like real. They're like a lot. Um, they're like Haribo and stuff have kind of this almost like harder texture to them and they don't taste as like flavorful, but like the organic and vegan ones are really flavorful and they're like squishy. So mm. they don't, you don't feel like you're, you know, tearing out whatever you're, um, what are those called? Crowns or whatever yeah. that our parents used to play. <laughs> we don't yeah. really, that's not really a thing for us now. Uh, but yeah. And, uh, I used to work in this place that sold these vegan gummies and they were like, they were just so good. I was like, now I really want vegan gummies. Yeah, it'll happen one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, so I don't um, really have anything to talk about really this time. Well, I had something to talk about. Okay. So um, Mike and I, we watched Watcher together mm-hmm. and Watcher is only available if you like do the shutter uh, I don't know what the word would be for it, but it's on Amazon. Like but you have to do subscription. like a subscription to Shutter. I did that and too. And that is like all like B or C or D movies, <laughs> horror movies. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but you you can do like the the seven day trial or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so after we watched Watcher, Mike was like, "Oh, let's see what else is on Shutter." And there's a documentary on it about the band Guar. And okay. it's it's a new documentary. Uh, Mike is a big fan of Guar, so um, yeah. What I'm learning, what something's moving. Okay. Anyway, it might be me as well. It might be this. I <laughs> mean, something's moving. Anyway, so Mike is a big fan of Guar, and before I met him, before him and I were together, I knew who Guar was because of Empire Records, and I knew that they were a little bit like a lot mysterious. And I didn't really know anything out about about them. Like they were a little bit bizarre, a little bit mysterious, and that's that. Um, but but we watched the documentary together on Shutter, and it was super well made. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, obviously after being with him, I know more about them because he's a big fan, and I've heard more of their music. Um, but they still seem like I don't very know. mysterious. What, are, what and, what's like one of their songs? Do they do that oh more? Gosh. What is it good for? Is that them? No. I'm thinking of a different band. They're like a metal band. Oh, who, that's they dress I, I up okay. in costumes. I probably have you no idea scene, any of their You know that scene in Empire Records when Ethan Embry is watching TV and eating brownies and they're like, hey, Mark, you love Guar. You should be in the band. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's Guar. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> that, so that movie. The was band fun. always seemed, they seem <laughs> kind of mysterious and bizarre and like, you know, just shrouded in this like, weird mystery and i think that the documentary was awesome because it it, like shed light on these people who had this creative idea and made a career out of it and it's a really well-made documentary and you get to see the humans behind the costumes and and you know like behind every band story is a story of young people saying hey we should be in a band and you know (laughs) sometimes it just pays off you know oh yeah and i I mean they didn't like they say that you're not in guar to become rich or fame like rich or famous necessarily so they're not like the rolling stones level of rich like wealth or anything but 
they've been successful enough to make it their career and stuff and the, the ups and downs of their journey and just the creativity and everything and and there's so much archival footage which as i've stated before i really love and even mike was really like mike was really impressed by it and he kept saying as we were watching it he's like i've never seen this footage before i've never seen this footage before and he's seen them so he was excited about it yeah and so if i would recommend it if you like documentaries i would recommend it because it's it's they're like bombastic they're you know it's and their shows are so wild like they spray all kinds of fluids like oh no <laughs> not real that. it's not real it's not doesn't real doesn't matter doesn't but, matter. <laughs> um they spray that into the audience so i don't know how much i would like to see them live yeah. because i don't like to be dirty or no, messy or sticky but um i don't even like eating like wings <laughs> but anyway i think if you like documentaries it's definitely especially music documentaries it's definitely worth a watch because i i guess i would i would have assumed uh that everyone alive in the 90s who was like m- memory making age in the 90s probably had like a knowledge of guar you know just mm-hmm. like knew who they were so it's interesting to see the story behind the the wild band but yeah yeah that sounds but interesting yeah, and mike mike said he really liked it and he's seen them live a few times like i feel like he's seen them live like i don't something for some some reason the number eight times comes into my head yeah. but i might be wrong but he's seen them a wow. lot mm-hmm. even though that, i mean that's a lot i've seen like i think i've seen indigo girls probably like five times and, no wow. and, nice yeah they're uh, my mom's favorite and so we'd always go and and last time we were there there was like a lot of like lo- like young lesbian couples which is just kind of fun to you know see that like yeah. people enjoying <clears throat> you know music that was really essentially made for them but i um i i love them and so they're always kind of fun but yeah um that's that sounds cool yeah i i just think um it was just a really well done documentary so i think if you're interested in documentaries this is a good one to to look out for what is that i don't know something oh maybe it's that thing tell me if it might be this thing oh yeah maybe yeah actually that seems like it stopped it okay it was the giraffe trying to like trying to like shake it to like just very um it was the giraffe planter oh yes (laughs) it's cute uh so there is a movie i think that was like a shutter original that's on there that i think i want to watch and i am not expecting much at all and i'm not even sure what it's called but i know there's an actor in it and that's the reason i want to see it the guy i think his i think his name is pronounced klaus bang but he was in that show dracula mm. and i really liked him as dracula also he's really sexy <laughs> what's the movie called i'm not sure olga hold on let me look it up olga karyalenko's in it oh wow i think it's called the bay of silence so here will believes his wife rosalind is an innocent is innocent of their son's suspected murder only to discover the devastating truth behind her past links her to another unsolved crime Uh oh Mm -hmm. brian cox is in it oh wow um alice krieg she was in silent hill but yeah so i don't know someone like pointed it out to me and i was like i was like shut up that's the hot dude from (laughs) dracula so yeah um 
so yeah <laughs> dracula's uh <clears throat> The first episode is good, and then the rest is bad. Oh. It's like only three episodes. But uh, I don't know if you know who she is, Dolly Wells, the actress. Not by name. Okay, she's so she's in it, and she was like the best part of that show because she was this badass nun who basically was like forced into the situation of being like a nun, you know, and she doesn't really like it's not really her jam, but it's like the fifteen or eighteen hundreds or whatever. So it's you're a woman and you know the, the choice. fifteen or the eighteen hundreds. It was the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> okay, very different because it takes place like it takes place during like the you know. Um, Bram Stoker. Is that in the 1800s? Yeah, 1800s. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> Dracula. Dracula. And so, but it's all about like her pretty much like she's super smart and like super cunning and clever and she's so fucking cool and i was watching this show and i was like i was like damn i could watch an entire like 10 year series just on this a badass nun character because she's so fucking cool and i was like okay all right i might be a huge fan of dolly wells now i've only seen her in like two things she was in the it crowd she played like two different characters in that um and dracula wow but she was just such a cool character and she was really really interested in like the paranormal and supernatural and stuff like that and i don't know it's it's unfortunate because it's really not that good of a show but that first episode was pretty damn good i like that one i looked her up and i do not recognize her by Mm -hmm. face but I've seen the IT crowd, but anyway. Well, cool. in one scene, she was like a model that had her face covered in bandages. Oh, yeah, I yeah. remember that. Yeah, like they, yeah. Had the, um, they had the dinner party, yeah. remember? And then mm-hmm. there's like that super socially awkward <laughs> girl that's like, oh, a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking, laughs. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> yeah, so, and then there's like, she plays like a really, really small part. So she plays two different characters. But uh, okay. yeah, so um, that might be why you did not recognize her. because She was covered in bandages. Yeah. yeah. But uh, anyway, that's it. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So I should have to check that out because then I can be like, yeah, if you're doing a <gasps> free trial, you better check it out quick. Right? Yeah. Yep. So you want to talk about the movie? Let's talk about the movie. Okay. So this movie is pretty recent. I think like 2022 or whatever. Yeah. We haven't been giving synopsises. <laughs> no, we have not. So We've been really do bad you on that. Throw one in. I'm for yeah. old times' sake. Let me. <laughs> yeah. Old times. The six times we actually did it. <laughs> no, right. Not even old times' sake. Okay. So it is. It's about a young woman and uh, her husband, and they move to Bucharest. And while she is there, she is, you know, just looking out the window and kind of seeing her neighbors and stuff like that. She notices someone watching her. Well, on the news, uh, there is, or, or they're walking, her and her husband are walking along one night and they come across a crime scene and there's all these police and all these people like waiting outside and it turns out that there was a young woman who had been killed and uh decapitated and they find that out in like the news later and so she starts becoming convinced that there's someone watching her and following her and she's telling her husband and like the fucking trope <laughs> that i hate her husband is like mm, you're crazy i'm gaslighting you i'm manipulating you you're not nah, nah, whatever you're not supposed to review the movie in the synopsis <laughs> <laughs> throwing that out Oops. there <laughs> did i do that <laughs> oh 
Oh, did Urkel join the party? Is that what happened? <laughs> did I do that? <laughs> don't, don't, don't spit. Oh, man. She was drinking as I said that. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much what the movie's about, right? And then we'll get, you know, or do you want me to tell you the whole thing? That's enough, Lauren. Okay. <laughs> You've had your moment in the sun, and now it's time to go back into the darkness. <laughs> this is my moment in the sun. <laughs> that is from something. Okay. It's from Galavant. I almost forgot the oh, name of the yeah. show. Yeah. I remember that show. It was a really, I rewatched it recently, and I, I was like, this is such a funny... <laughs> Why are you giving that? <laughs> Sometimes I just think it's fun to do that face. <laughs> like the kind Even of thing. Yeah, like... Is it's it like really? a condescending like you're adorable face <laughs> but it's not because i'm actually like feeling I, condescending no. i just think it's fun to do because when people notice it it usually makes them laugh <laughs> no i think it's funny I and then it funny. makes me feel superior <laughs> J- jk jk anyway lol <laughs> um <laughs> laughing out loud i am rolling L-O-L-ing. on the floor <laughs> laughing out loud l-m-a-o laughing my hilarious so funny we are friends we're having fun i have friends i definitely have friends. i actually like that song from uh from that's a good one there, there are yeah. a couple that i get um that i get stuck in my head um there's one that paula sings where she's like she's like She's saying like live fearlessly, but she's like run with scissors, like, <laughs> start a fire. <laughs> like it's really like funny, like dangerous yeah. advice. But um, anyway, so yeah. yeah so <coughs> sorry, <coughs> sorry. I'm like yeah, like a frog in my throat. So Lauren, yes. what did yeah. you think of the movie? Um, I liked it overall. Um, I would say it's not the most exciting or like best movie ever, but it was entertaining. I enjoyed it. I thought that the acting was pretty decent. What'd you think? Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was fun. Yeah. I agree with you. It's not like the best movie I've ever seen, mm-hmm. but it's fun and it's a thrilling movie and it's a good time of year to watch something like this. And um, yeah. It was directed by a woman, so I assume that she was just, like, really mad at her husband, and she decided to make the ultimate <laughs> I Told You So movie. <laughs> it really was an I Told You So movie. Like, that, that last, like, shot is pretty much, like... I, like oh, my God. I know. I, I told you so. I was getting so <laughs> irritated because I'm like, okay, your wife, like, her concerns are, f- like, perfectly valid. She saw a like she saw a crime scene that maybe traumatized her you know i mean i don't know she didn't seem traumatized but she could have been um and now she thinks that there's someone like following her watching her and not to mention she has fucking proof of it and that's what really got on my nerves yeah i don't even think because what the fuck i don't think that the i mean i don't even think she i don't even question like the trauma that she may i don't even think of that but what i think of is she sees a physical presence in a window watching looking at her well and and she's literally being followed well every time he asked her like what window is it she's like it's right up there it's like daytime right i'm like get up in the middle of the night and look jeez right i know i know she's like you can't see anything that was like the most infuriating part of the movie and the most uncreative part of the movie for me was that her husband just was like no you're crazy and i was like if 
you've been with this woman for a while yeah so i'm not You're sure because they moved to I mean, freaking like, romania together well at a certain point you have to be like she's never done this before so maybe i should take it seriously right also here's the video footage yeah of the guy doing something weird and if like if i said a guy followed me into the supermarket and it was really uncomfortable well and, and he I, was at the movie theater like well, right behind her too well that's the thing but well <coughs> i'm gonna get to that in just a second but if i had said that and then he was like well let's go look at the video footage and then we looked at the video footage and i said see the guy's following me staring right at me he turned to me and said maybe he's just staring at you because you're looking at him i would probably like slap him in the face i know like i wouldn't i wouldn't I wouldn't play around. I'd be like, don't make me seem like I'm crazy. You're looking right. at the footage. And also, like, why didn't she say to him, you don't understand. I went to a movie and I left in the middle of the movie. Yeah. And I went to a grocery store and he followed me there. Who leaves in the middle of the movie? Like, that's not a coincidence right. anymore. But and she he didn't said, say that. She never said that right. to him. Well, and he sat, like, directly behind her. Yeah. So this isn't, like, a couple rows back. This is literally right behind her. Right, and that's weird. And, yeah, and <clears throat> I like that they kept his face, like, obstructed the whole time. So you're kind of like, who is this, you know? Um, the uh, So, but, yeah, the whole thing with the, the husband not believing her, or, like, as, like, what you said, where he's like, well, you were looking at him. It's, like, so, okay. So, if I look at someone, it's okay for them to follow me around? Is that what you're saying? Well, and he didn't, like, <laughs> she was behind a door. Right. I so know. So, it's not yeah. like he was, like, staring at her in the middle of an aisle. How did he know she was back there looking at him? I don't, the whole thing was weird, and I, like, when he said that, I was like, this is such a trope, and I hate this trope. Like, I do, too. Can't we, as a society, do better than this? <laughs> I know. It's... <laughs> It is, it's so typical of, it, to me, it's like the the husband that doesn't believe you is so, it's like lazy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, give me a damn supportive husband for once, you know? Yeah, like, because in real life, in real life, unless she's constantly saying <clears throat> someone is following her, I find it hard to believe that a partner wouldn't take it seriously at least a little bit. You know right. what I mean? Like, Well, and like what you said, too, with the whole she's never done this before. So if they've if you're assuming that they've been together for a while, because, again, they did move to a totally different country. So that's I would say that's a pretty safe assumption. Um, like, you know that your your wife is not a paranoid person or makes these um not assumptions but makes these um accusations yeah or whatever then why are you not going okay so this is serious because you've not done this before and i like obviously something's going on and i'm scared for your you know safety or whatever yeah and i actually didn't i didn't necessarily think all the performances were great i didn't even care for the husband's acting yeah and i also wasn't anything special i also was like shocked that they were actually married i thought they were just boyfriend and girlfriend i did too the way they communicated with each other and the way they interacted seemed very like datey yeah did not seem like a couple who had been together and gotten married and and uh, had that like stability because right all of their interactions were really like superficial like she'd do like the playful flirty insult and he'd be like i'm gonna pretend you didn't just say that because we're flirting and i'm like you're pat you're way past that stage yeah. like, you don't have to flirt like that anymore you're married you're, like, yeah you're like at like you oh, know sorry i farted as i slipped out of bed <laughs> you yeah, know like, like and then it's like it happens you've <laughs> probably been to, i mean unless 
it was part of the story that they got married two days after meeting, which they never said. So we can assume right. that they've been together for a while. Right. And that they've had like the normal length of a courtship slash right. engagement marriage or whatever. So I don't know. The way they talked to each other was just very superficial and that really bothered me. And then uh, to top it off, he never translated for her and that drove me nuts. Oh my God. I know. Like, the, oh my God. There's, um, I think I talked about that guy that was um, a 90 Day Fiance, the one that like had died of COVID. Um, he it reminded me a lot of that guy because it was like his wife is in a, or his fiance is in a brand new country. She doesn't really speak the language. And he's just like, mm, not my problem. And it's like, mm, it is your problem. Yeah. If you speak the language and she doesn't, like you need to help mm-hmm. her out. That just, just be nice and courteous about it, you know? Yeah. 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 And, well, and <clears throat> what really bugged me too, and maybe this is, I don't know if this is like a cultural thing, because I certainly do not know anything about Romanian culture, so I don't know, but the fact that they had friends over that could all speak English, which seemed like they yep. could speak it pretty fucking well to me, yep. like they yep, were, yep, yep, if yep. not fluent, you know, and they were all speaking Romanian in front of her, and I was like, this is so rude. Like, speak yeah. English. You know that there's a person here who cannot speak your language and you're speaking another language in front of her. And it's like, it, I can understand it being natural to slip into that language, but the husband should have been like, guys, remember, we got to speak English because, um, what was her name? Um, because. Julia. Julia, Julie? yeah. Because Julie? Julia. Yeah, I think it was Julia. Let me see. Julia, Julia yeah. Because yeah. Julia doesn't speak English or doesn't speak uh, Rome. Romanian? Yeah, Romanian? I think it's Romanian. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, if you have people over who keep slipping into Romanian, you can rep- You can tell them what you said. Yeah. Or you can also just translate for your wife. Right. Like, oh, they're joking back and forth between them doing saying this and this and this. And he never did that. And they, I would, know. they would just, like, go on long tangents. And at one point she said... Because they were talking about the spider, which is was the serial killer that's going around. Well, they like, think killing was a serial killer, yeah. Well, they're talking about oh, the that kill- was his moniker. Murders. That's right. That's yeah, right. Right. They, okay. And they and and they slipped into Romanian, and she said, "Do I need l- to leave the room so the grown-ups can talk?" And I was like, "Yeah, you should say something like that because yeah. they're being super rude by just I know. like it's it's one thing to talk in your native language, which is a little weird because I don't think her husband's native language was Romanian. He was born yeah, in the United States. It they seems said that. like I mean, if you're he speaking Romanian at home, anything, right? So he he speaks English as good as Romanian. We right. can guess, but if the other guests slipping are slipping into Romanian, then I'm sorry to say, but it's your job as her husband or partner or anybody to translate for her so she doesn't feel left out right i know and, and it's it it was like egregious and so i guess maybe they just didn't have a good relationship at all i in general i but. assume so because i mean i i think that like you know i mean her only friend was the girl next door really you know and she yeah. is because arena uh, arena yeah arena seemed really sweet and she was cool and she wanted to you know share her life with um julia and um would speak english to her you know she wasn't like being disrespectful like her shitty husband <laughs> i'm so bitter about him i hate him <laughs> um but <clears throat> yeah and and it's it's 
it's again it's like you, here is your wife in a foreign country doesn't speak the language she's learning at least she's trying like good yeah. for her because that's got to be difficult i don't know what the romanian alphabet is like i don't know if it's similar to the english alphabet whatever you know i don't know if it's like greek <laughs> it's like something totally different or arabic or whatever but either way it's not easy learning another language you know right. yeah. and especially if you're a kid learning it, that's one thing because it's a lot easier to learn when you're a kid. But when you're an adult, it's a whole other. Well, especially yeah. if you spend your days alone. Yeah, like, it's yeah. really hard to learn a language when you're not yeah. with somebody to talk to. <laughs> there was a part later in the movie when she got mad at him at the party, mm-hmm. and she like stormed out, and he followed her, and he's like, "I don't know what to do anymore." I said out loud, like listen i brought you to this foreign country i leave you alone for 15 hours a day and you're acting like a total bitch <laughs> like, like, oh that's exactly like, like he, he, she said throughout the movie he's like, like i need you to stop with the <laughs> attitude okay yeah. like take out those stiletto heels and calm down all right i need you to no he i don't know why the stiletto heels she would anything. say something like she'd be like oh he's in marketing with clients and i'd be like i don't know like this feels like cheating territory to me in a different movie i right. think like because cause she like call him and it would be late at night she's like are you coming home right. like what is he doing did he take the clients to, like an after hours nightclub <laughs> what is this what is going I on i mean in romania in bucharest i looked this up um prostitution is is decriminalized i believe oh. so there's like there's it's like um there's like it's not like completely decriminalized but it's basically like you're not gonna get in trouble if you're a prostitute but i think if you're like caught pimping or something then you can't get in trouble i don't know the rules but freelance only basically (laughs) freelance freelance pimping yeah um so i thought i mean i don't know maybe he's you know i don't think that's the case i think it's just they're just they just need to make it look like he's working all the time and she's being neglected and yeah and And alone and i think that's so funny that you that you're like i can't believe i leave you alone for this time and you're being a real bitch right now (laughs) Yeah, it's she's just, the one being the bitch. It's right? just so ridiculous, and I, I think that there, there's, I think that there are really creative and fun aspects in the movie, but I, I think that they could have been so much more creative with the husband mm-hmm. and their relationship. They just, just make him have a job where he has to travel or right. something. You know, do something to get him out of the apartment, but don't make it seem like, don't make it seem like he's like. I just don't know what's going on and I can't believe that you'd have the audacity to think someone's following you when we have this video footage of this person following you. You know what I mean? I know. That's like that's like his whole argument and he's is he's like, "Listen, I know that we have irrefutable proof that this is happening, but you're insane." And it's yeah. like, "What? I I'm insane. I'm insane and I have proof like uh what? It's a little bit crazy, especially since the cop came over and offered to say like hey do you want to go to the other per- do you want to go across the courtyard and talk to this guy with me and she's like no that's okay and it was like why why not go would over you, there would you have gone i don't know if i'd have called the cops in the first place um yeah. i'll tell you what i would not have done and this may make me seem like a boring person but I wouldn't have sex on the couch with all the lights on and no curtains. No. <laughs> where the, when there's a, pretty... a building facing your apartment directly yeah. and then have the audacity to say, somebody is watching us. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. That's what I was going to say. Um, so there's this TV show I watched. I cannot remember the name of it. And I, I was trying to figure it out. I think it's Canadian. It doesn't really help. It's a horror show. But um, there's an episode... 
It was a, it was kind of like Black Mirror. I wish I could remember it. I thought it was Darknet, but I don't think that's it. But it might be. <laughs> so I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, it's a it's a each episode is like um like a separate story. Oh yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> one episode, but they all connect at the end. So one episode is about a woman who is seeing a guy watch her through her curtains and she's kind of like what a creep like and she's getting really like weirded out by it but then she kind of is this like 180 and she's like maybe I'll give him a little show so she masturbates with the curtains open and it turns out that this guy wasn't watching her but he was hanging dead in his apartment oh that's creepy (laughs) and it reminded me of that and I was like and she like finds out after like this whole thing where she like masturbates and for like thinking that she's like giving this guy a show and she's like okay <laughs> great yikes it was a uh, I wish I could remember the show if I if I figured out later I'll mention it but I don't yeah uh, but I just remember being like oh like there's I like that show and I really wish I could remember it because I would watch it again. Let me look it up on my phone. I don't know if you've heard of these things called cell phones. I did look it up on the internet and I couldn't I just looked up like woman masturbating to guy hanging in the window. But that was your Google search? <laughs> yes. Was I like can't be- I can't believe it didn't come up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, maybe if I just look up Canadian horror shows. Something will trigger it. Yeah, so I th- I think it was probably Darknet. Oh, okay. That's what I'm going to say. Um, it was on, like, Netflix for a bit, I think it was, but I think they took it off, so unfortunately. But if anyone does come across it, and send me that link, because I will rewatch that show, because I remember really liking it. I think I've seen it a couple times. It's very violent, but, you know, it's kind of like my jam, I guess. So, um <laughs> right oh hot damn violence is my jam <laughs> oh my gosh that song was play- that song was uh popular when i did my radio internship and mm-hmm. i do you hate it can't stand it i couldn't really stand it at the time but i did a- an internship with a morning show so i was always kind of like at a certain point in the show I'd feel kind of like mega sleepy after mm-hmm. a while, and I feel like that sh- that song is like a hypnotic sort of like annoying <laughs> sound. And I I totally forgotten about it until you just <laughs> sang it. You know what song made me want to like rip off my skin and, and crawl out of my um, own skin uh, is um, "Take a Look at My Girlfriend." The like oh yeah, yeah. there was a. There's, like, two versions of it, I think. Well, there was one that was made in, like, the 70s or 80s. Yeah. No, and then the, the, new the one, one that, like, samples it. Like, Fall Out Boy. No, and it's... it's uh, oh, yeah. Fall Out Boy, Boy is, yeah, and, Patrick... Uh, uh, what's his name? Is it? I can't... I don't remember his last name, but... Yeah, Fall Out Boy and then that other band. I can't remember the name. I, I know. It was um, Gym Class Heroes? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Gym Class Good Heroes. Job. Yeah, and I remember really liking it when I first heard it. Oh, no, 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 no. No, I think I'm thinking of... um. We have to take out. We have to take off those clothes. You know. I don't, I don't know that song. All night. That's what I'm thinking of as a Fall Out Boy song. Oh, I don't know that song. I really like. I remember like that song. Anyway, <laughs> no, but that take. <laughs> take a look at my fruitful. girlfriend. I was like, I am going to kill whoever came up with this. That's, I was like, yeah. so. That's how I feel about Hey There, Delilah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my gosh, that song's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's terrible it's, anyway it's bad 
I did. I I don't remember what we were talking about, but I think it's weird that they. I know that this is like movie-fied and who cares, but like I thought it was weird that they first night, oh, like the first night in their apartment, they had no curtains in these big picture windows and just had all the lights on. And of course, they have sex on the couch, but that's not even like. I was mostly joking about that. I don't think I would do that right. with a building right outside. I don't think yeah. I would do that. I would le- at least turn the lights off. Yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah. And then I, I mean, I don't know. And then when they finally did get drapes, they looked like, like Mike Mike said, those are per- like professionally done. And I said, yeah, I don't know. Like, should she just go to the Bed Bath & Beyond in Romania and get them? Because all of a sudden they appeared. But it should have been more of a storyline, I think, of her getting the, cur- getting the curtains because... Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have gotten curtains like day one. I would have yeah. gotten curtains because there's a building right across from me anyway. But then <laughs> well, there's someone watching well, them. When you like, look outside, yeah, every time she looked out the window and at night when it was dark, he was standing there watching. Yeah. And I thought, wake up your husband and say, look, he's standing there watching. Right. And problem solved he's yeah. watching you know and you he probably you don't said, he know. probably would have been like babe that's just that's just a figment of your imagination yeah. and she's like you're not seeing that and he's like no i'm seeing it but it's not there i guess <laughs> you could say like you don't know who he's watching right you don't know yeah because there's so many other windows and so many other right. things going on but he's rear windowing it, it is hard pretty bizarre that he's always there mm-hmm. and that would be creepy and then to be followed like she was you know oh yeah you know like if it's very unsettling mm-hmm. and so something i liked about the movie was like the fish out of water aspect and stranger mm-hmm. in a strange land and the, Me too. the scenery was really cool the building i thought their apartment was awesome oh my god it was huge it was so pretty and they the, had all this like like tchotchkes that were yeah. that were like not theirs when they first came into the apartment i was like i would not like having decorate like i wouldn't either furnished is one thing but having decor that i didn't get to pick i probably yeah. i i'm almost certain that i would just put everything all the decorations just in a box in the closet i would too and i'd I would rather just, have empty shelves and someone else's shit yeah. in there like maybe it wasn't a permanent place yeah that they I'm were sure just, it was like because it was already all filled up with um you know they had a uh, furniture there I yeah i got the word for furniture i was like what is it called they had, like furniture there and everything so it i'm made sure me wonder his if, job right like that. i was wondering if it was like a temporary job in romania and then they were going to move back to the united states or or what it was like they were eventually going to move somewhere else because this was just a place that was temporary until they found somewhere but yeah i don't know um obviously the, <laughs> that relationship didn't last and i do not blame her at all because good for her for leaving because i was like yes girl do not stay with this piece of shit man <sighs> yeah her, yeah she would have been better off if she left him sooner i know um so let's see so for some reason even though i know that like the guy that was following her had hair when he was looking at her through the window i was under the impression that he was bald yeah it, it was kind of like a downward you're looking up at him so it's hard to get it i thought he did yeah. i didn't know his hair may look like like he did have really flat hair though so that could have just added to it because you never like see anything clearly really but um i so um let's see i want to get back to something that we like talked about but didn't really talk about and that's the policeman coming over (laughs) so she she called the police because she said she was being watched and 
the policeman was like, well, I'll go over and talk to him and tell him that he's watching you and is making you uncomfortable. And she was like, no, no, I'm not going over there. And I don't... I don't know if I would even have called the police if it was if I was in her shoes. Yeah, if she because was just hiding you, someone watching you. I mean, I guess she had been followed and she th- thought it might be the same guy. And he's like, "Look, we'll, we'll go over there with me and we'll see if it's the same guy." And in my head, I'd be like, "If it was the same guy, I don't know if I want to exacerbate the situation because I have to live here." Yeah. Well, I, it, my my <laughs> thought was that he would know very clearly what her face looked like. Yeah. Like, whereas and before so, it was more like a vague, you know, like you kind of know what she looks like, but not really because it's still far away. Yeah. But then again, if you go over there and you confirm it's the same guy, then you can be like, we got to move. I'm not comfortable here anymore. I don't want to stay. We need police protection or something until we move or something like that right i don't know what you can do about that but if you find out it's the same guy by going over there and just putting the kibosh on any mystery that would be smart you know right so i don't know what i would do in that situation i'd like to think maybe i would go over there but i don't know what would you do i think well i think like what you said i don't think i would have called the police either because it's like where where's my standing in all this you're looking out your window that's not a crime exactly you know i mean Mm -hmm. and if someone is looking at me through their window either i just don't let it bother me or i shut my curtains you know so there's like there's a solution to that problem um i can understand in the emotional state that she was in maybe she thinks okay so calling the police is the best idea so i guess I know for sure that I wouldn't go over there. Mm-hmm. That's my main answer is that I do not think I would go over there. I'd be like, no, and he doesn't need to know what I really look like. That's not that's not necessary. Yeah. But um, I definitely think that maybe her heightened state of emotions and being scared certainly didn't help. You know, I think it a- exacerbated the situation. And then she has her husband who's like, I'm just a man. That's, yeah. No, I'm very, I, Sounds you know. just like him. It does sound just like him. I have an amazing ability to really imitate just anyone, honestly. <laughs> the scene where she decides to follow him, I thought was such a, it was, she took a really big gamble walking into yeah. that abandoned house. And it yeah. ended up being a, a like an underground gentleman's club. Like a sex like, club or something, whoo- yeah. Wait, as soon as she followed him into the house, I was like, I was like covering my eyes and watching through my fingers because I thought for sure he's going to jump out right. and attack her or something. Because I was thinking, like, who would ever follow somebody into this abandoned? It's a bit, I guess it's more like an abandoned apartment complex. Right. But either way, it's looking, it's looking real shady. Yeah. <laughs> and then she happens to hear, like, techno trance music or whatever and she goes down and it's this gentleman's club where women are like dancing and stripping in weird cases (laughs) and even weirder is her neighbor happens to be working there that was kind of weird a little bit too uh convenient yeah and i didn't like and i don't not that there's gonna be a specific type or or personality that goes behind this type of work but i kind of like from the moment that i met her i kind of got the impression that she was like a professional like in a like not in a 
some sort of like sex work thing you well, know I what think i mean like it's also like a movie trope where like of course the the liberated sexy neighbor is she can't be anything other than a sex worker in some capacity like she's definitely not like a businesswoman or right. an artist or something she's just a, she's just not just but she's you know she's a stripper of course right right yeah, yeah no because a sexually liberated woman cannot be anything other than yeah. someone who's very aggressively openly sexually liberated right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Who, who like takes her clothes off for money even though i i have a hard time with movies like <laughs> making that profession look like something that women aren't like trapped in or trafficked in or you know yeah i mean i think that it's i think it's i don't necessarily agree with your view of that but i i understand what you mean you know but yeah no i know of course like and i don't i don't know why she went in there either it's stupid i was like i mean she got so lucky and he happens to be a janitor there i guess right Right. i thought that was like of course like the creep works in a fucking sex club of course yeah he's like i'm just cleaning up after i'm not going to be staring at these women <laughs> you know like are you uh, i don't know and then it's weird that the her arena was like i don't know I, a lot of people come and go here and i was like but he's not a guest right he's cleaning right you wouldn't recognize him well and it's weird that they like didn't have any sort of relationship especially since later well i guess it's not weird that she later ended up being killed by him but or that they didn't have one but it, like if they're working in the same place you'd think that it, it at least cross paths and like yeah just maybe just say oh hey how are you yeah, yeah whatever. exactly how's like, your day they would how's know each other in some capacity right you're right yeah. i mean you know if you're working in a huge office building like we were you know and you don't know any everyone sure and you only know people like in your own you know set group of people then yeah that makes sense but in a situation like this this is not a big club at all you can tell that it's not yeah why wouldn't she know him i don't know it's <laughs> weird it doesn't like that that whole thing is like i didn't even actually really think movie-fied. of that but until you mentioned like she would know him and i'm like oh yeah i guess she would um yeah i so let's see i wanted to um so i wrote down when julia hears Irina scream and there's a bunch of people at her door there's a man standing behind julia whose face is obstructed and i was wondering if it was a serial killer do you remember that well he was in the closet at the apartment oh that's right that's right oh shit (laughs) yeah i think it was the guy who lived across the hall or something right right Mm -hmm. yeah um but yeah okay so she's so she's looking at that closet and she's like okay something okay something's weird about this closet yeah something like you can tell there's something there's wheels are like turning in her mind she's not feeling comfortable about the closet there's something off about the closet Well, she definitely heard a woman scream right right mm-hmm. um and then oh shit so that's what he meant by we when he said we we were almost found out he mm-hmm. meant that he was with irena okay because i was like was he with his dad <laughs> you know like i was thinking he had like a partner but then i was like well if his dad's really sick and come on guy like that's not gonna have friends he's a psychopath yeah no <laughs> like, he was doesn't... he said irena screamed so that's why he had to kill her oh. and they hid in the closet and they were almost found okay 
And I do think it's... Man, so if she had just found him, there's a chance Irina would have maybe lived, or was there... No, I mean, it seemed like he... he I don't know how he could have cut her throat and not left a blood trail at that point, though, so yeah. maybe, he, maybe she was still alive in the closet, but... I think it's weird that everyone in the movie just almost, like, couldn't be bothered. Because, like, the landlord was pissed. Yeah. But I, I would think that if somebody in the building is like, I definitely heard a woman scream, and I, you know, I heard a banging. And, of course, they walk in, and, like, the cat had knocked down a lamp or whatever, or right. allegedly. So they thought they had solved it. But I think, I don't know, like, just call the cops to come investigate or something. Yeah. I, I don't know. They all kind of just seemed like they were like, yeah, this is Romania. Weird things happen all the time. You know? <laughs> there's there's a ton of Draculas running around on the street. <laughs> so, and and Mike pointed this out, and I agree with him. Oh, so that's I wanna, Transylvania. <laughs> yeah, same. I want to point it out, how, like, back to, like, the fish out of water aspect about how she didn't speak the language so people would like like the landlord would like talk at her really fast in language or like the woman coming around and banging on doors looking for her cat mm-hmm. would talk to a really fast romanian or like when she went down to that club in the abandoned building the guy said something and so it's really interesting how to us and to anybody else in the world who doesn't speak romanian you really feel like her because you yeah, feel like a fish because yeah. there's no subtitles for the, the right. romanian you're just kind of like you're in her shoes mm-hmm. and then Mike also Mike pointed out that like people in Romania might get a different uh, vibe from the movie or, or like feel from the oh, movie because yeah. they know everything that was being said. So right. maybe they could catch on to the universal themes of being like a foreigner somewhere where you go to a place where you don't speak the language. But right. So I thought that was a really interesting point of view. That because is interesting. The movie is made for us to feel like we're in her shoes. Right. Us being people who aren't like Romanian or don't speak Romanian. Right. And but you know anyway people who do no, would, would be like keyed into things like that yeah it's so kind of interesting it would be interesting to watch that with someone who could speak romanian because then they'd be like oh they said this and this mm-hmm. and this and that and that guy said this and you're like oh yeah especially after seeing it and then you're watching it again and then you get the insight of like actually being able to understand romanian um that would be interesting but you're right that is that it's kind of like a different movie for someone who does speak romanian because yeah they know what's being said and we have no idea and i know it's it's frustrating but i think it is a good i think the director does make um i think it's a good aspect of it because it's like what you said you're you're just as frustrated and isolated as she is because you're like oh i can't understand anyone what are they saying you know and yeah and um and she's she's learning you know you, you, yeah, you see her I learning like she's learning and you do like and she does understand a little bit later when you see her her husband's talking about her do you want to talk about that oh yeah she goes to the work party yeah so she clearly is kind of like doesn't seem like she wants to go to begin with anyway and he's like all right we gotta go you know and she's like okay <laughs> and she's like by herself drinking and he doesn't seem to give a shit that she's by herself drinking. Like, it seems to me like if you really wanted your significant other to be there, you'd be like, hey, babe, come over here and hang out with my work buddies. But instead, he's just like having a good time, drinking, whatever, speaking Romanian. Mm-hmm. And um, and then when she comes up to them and they start talking about the spider and then he says something like, what did he say again? It was like super offensive towards her. Well, that part... Uh, it, we only hear through her translation. So mm-hmm. she's talking about how, um, 
or they said earlier that the spider the serial killer had been caught Mm -hmm. and and so and then they were equating it to the run-in she had with the person across the the way across the courtyard and how like that guy must not be the spider but then the husband said something in romanian and they all started laughing and they were like oh it's just a work joke but she's like you said that if you're gone i'll have the spider to keep me company or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. But you never i mean like you don't get like a full-fledged sentence you just get what he said yeah you can he, you can see like the like the you know the um gears working in her yeah. mind as she's like wait i understood part of that you know yeah. yeah and so i guess she got offended at that because he suggested that i don't know the serial killer who was watching her would keep her company while he was gone i don't know i think it was more like oh she's so paranoid she thinks that the spider's after her or something like that it was either way it was a very dismissive um pretty gaslighting form of just being like oh you thought you saw this spider you You know and it's like (laughs) okay you thought somebody's following you yeah and And even though we have irrefutable proof that that happened i still don't believe you like (laughs) And earlier that day, like, because Arena had disappeared, like, she couldn't find her, she wasn't home, and Arena's boyfriend, or on-again, off-again boyfriend, came to the door, and so Julia came out and saw him knocking, and and somehow roped him into going over across the courtyard. Yeah. And we well, she, like, Irina did say that he was a very sweet guy. He just, it was like his bark was worse than his bite or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but we were, we were, like, as we were watching it, we were like, what? kind of person would like with a cons- like take a complete stranger's word to be like yeah i'll go over and harass this person this other <laughs> building you know yeah and so we, unless like, it's a cultural thing i guess it could be it but could be i, don't know. I mean because we we as um people uh who live in the united states are like oh not my problem not my issue it's like someone's it's not my problem you know and we, we're very like we just don't have that sense of community like some other cultures do. And I don't know if Romanians like that. They didn't seem like they did based on how pissed they yeah. got at her for, you know, having the audacity to say she heard someone screaming. Yeah, they. everyone was just like, ah, oh, And the other woman knocking, like, banging on the doors trying to find her cat. Nobody seemed to care about that either, so. Yeah. But then he banged on the door of the, mm-hmm. the people in, in that apartment and yelled something in Romanian. And she's like, what'd you say? And he said, oh, I told him not to bother you. And then he left and then she like knocked on the door and nobody answered or an old man answered right and then when she I was i don't leaving, understand why she did that like i don't, I don't either like what was your like plan you have to double check that he's there yeah and then when she was leaving the other the guy that had actually been following her was coming up the stairs right and then later the cop brings him over to their apartment and makes him shake hands and then they went to the party so i think you're supposed to think that the husband like her and her husband are at odds with each other they're in a little right. argument but i don't know it's and then that's when she left and that's when i said like the like why well, you have to look such a bitch you know so. um that the actor weber that he i was like man this guy looks so familiar he was in the dark knight rises really mm-hmm. oh yeah he was i knew yeah, that yeah, yeah I, knew I, that. I, didn't, I don't remember like really what part he played but as soon as i saw dark knight rises i was like oh yep that's where i've seen him from yeah he yep. was in uh, pacific rim as well oh was he mm-hmm. yeah he's he's i think he's been in quite a few things i don't think he's very like i don't know he's i think he plays a lot of like sniveling kind of shitty characters yeah. it's maybe just 
because of the way he looks, unfortunately, you know? Like, Crispin Glover, I feel like maybe he's shoved in a lot of, like, stuff like that because he's kind of creepy looking, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only, the only movie I've really seen him in where he wasn't super creepy other than, like, Back to the Future, which, where he was in his 20s, I'm, like, not counting that for some reason, um, was um, We've Always Lived in the Castle, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I just remember being like, that guy looks like Crispin Glover, and I, like, wasn't even sure if it was him until I looked it up and then I was like, oh, well, it that's is. because it is Crispin Glover. It is Crispin Glover. So, um, yeah, I, uh, <sighs> so when she was, so when she was heading home from the party after her husband had insulted her so deeply that uh, I knew that, I knew at that point, I was like, there's no way they're going to recover from this. That was too unkind. You know, that was like, especially after she's been suffering and struggling and he's just dismissing her like that and making that kind of joke. I was like, I don't know if I would have stuck around either. I would have been like, okay, that's how you feel about me. Now I know. And now Mm -hmm. I'm going, you know? Yeah. Um, So she's on the the tram or whatever you want to call it, um, the train and sees Weber sitting there and he's like bringing over his little bag and like talking to her and stuff. And, uh, do you think he had a human head in there? Because I could see like the shape of the nose yeah. and like the oh, chin and stuff. And I yeah. thought that that was like the coolest shot of the whole movie because as they were sitting there, so the train stopped randomly between stops. Oh yeah, the, there was a, like a dog or she animal or something. Saw him in the car further down the car, and she kind of sat there, and and then he walked over, and he was like, "It's probably a dog on the tracks," and he's talking to her very gently at first, and you kind of think like. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And as he's talking to her, and he's talking about how, like, you know, he started watching somebody from the window, and and then oh, there was a scene where she like waved to see if he was there, and yeah. he waved back. Yeah, that was creepy. Which was creepy. Was creepy. But, <laughs> and then at the whole time he's talking, she's like her, like the camera sort of pans down to this shopping, like plastic shopping bag he has. Yeah, there was like a bunch of different layers of shopping bags. And Cause y- I, you start- wait, one more thing. Cause I was expecting to see like darkness starting to pool at the bottom, like blood, you mm-hmm. know, but I never really saw that. So I was thinking he probably had at least like two or three shopping bags within each other. Yeah. You know? Cause he, yeah. Yeah. And no, I, and shopping bags, have a like are notorious for like having random holes in them so i think that'd probably be wise just to make sure the blood doesn't drip everywhere you know if you're going to be walking around town with a head yeah and i mean i know that's what i do when i walk around town with all my decapitated heads but you know <laughs> teach their own well, i've been doing it for a while so yeah, I, he had been doing it or me had been doing you it. have been doing I've it been for doing a while it, yeah, that's me me have been doing it so the whole <laughs> time the camera is like focusing on the bag and mm-hmm. you start to as the viewer and as her at the same time you start to sort of realize like the shapes like that the bag are forming around is sort of head like and face like and i thought that was really cool and i formulated a theory when i was watching that scene and i was like okay any minute now he's just going to reach in the bag and there's going to be like oranges or something you know it's not going to be a head right right and she's going to go back to her apartment and the serial killer is going to be there and and try to kill her but he is going to see it from his apartment and save her so it's just been a case oh. of mistaken identity the whole time he's not really the killer and that's what i was thinking in my head when i was seeing that scene but he never reached in the bag right ever and so he never like gave anyone the satisfaction of being like oh good it's not a head and i thought that that was really cool because like if he's like i'm sorry i'm creepy. hungry and just peeling an orange like, yeah, yeah it's so creepy when you start to realize like the moment you realize that the shapes 
look like a head mm-hmm. it's very creepy and then he he starts talking more gruffly as well as you realize that and he's uh, says you know he wants an apology and she's like she's sort of like ekes out this apology <laughs> yeah and she's like um i'm i'm sorry yeah <laughs> i would have been like oh god how do i get away with it yeah and then she gets out at the next because then it starts going and she gets out of the next stop but i really liked how they and mike thought the head he thought he could see like a goatee like it was the head of her husband and i was like oh i don't know and then you find out it's probably arena's head right yeah i was kind of wondering like i was thinking that there was maybe going to be some like big twist like it ended up being the husband and i was like praying that that wasn't going to happen because i if it had ended up being the husband i would have been like of course it is like it seemed like it would be too cliche yeah you know um so i like that it ended up being that weber guy because you're kind of like you are expecting it but you're not at the same time and so when he is you're like oh shit it was him the entire time and that disturbing you know image of of irena's body just sitting there without a head like what the oh my god that was so messed up i thought it was interesting yeah so julia's packing her suitcase because she's like i'm not sticking around and then she hears music when i heard that when i saw her doing that i was like good for her because your husband clearly does not respect you and again after he said that i think that was the past the point of no return that was like he might try come back and apologize but i think that she was at the point where she's like no this is over you don't believe me why would i stay with someone who makes me feel like i'm insane you know yeah it was pretty bad yeah and uh so she uh she hears music from arena's apartment so she goes over there and the door is of course unlocked yeah and she sees arena's body without a head and and then Ugh. obviously the yeah. guy comes out and so, he, he yeah. tries to strangle or he puts a plastic bag over her head and right and um we didn't talk about this earlier in the movie but in the in the she looked up a news article about the spider the serial killer mm-hmm. and it said that he had put a pillowcase from the woman the last woman he attacked he put her a pillowcase over her head when he attacked her and he just sat in the room with her he didn't actually do anything he held a knife to her throat but didn't actually kill her and so then you see the imagery of this guy and i i was wondering because the person that they said they caught had like victims like things from the victim in his in his apartment but so were there two killers or was this guy like a copycat killer what is that my guess is that probably a copycat killer but it didn't seem it seemed like weber weber wasn't a rapist though that's the thing is that the guy that was that was caught was a rapist so it was maybe like oh if i do this maybe i can get away and i can continue doing my crimes because i'll just frame it or like i'll blame Uh, you know this serial killer that's running around or something you know yeah i mean that that's what i'm guessing i'm guessing that it was either like just like in his criminal mind he thinks i'm just gonna escape under the radar and i'm gonna pretend like someone else is taking the fall for this or whatever Mm -hmm. you know um but any any good any good police department should not be giving all the details of a situation in order for someone else to copycat copycat them but i also wondered why he killed arena to begin with my 
well okay so my thought is that so he worked with her so there could have been an obsession growing especially if he was seeing her naked Mm -hmm. um and he's also able to see her from his window and she's a young pretty sexy girl like you know i mean i i think if you were a serial killer and that's what you're your thing was is you liked young pretty women then she would be right up your alley you know and i think that maybe she was intent like she was the victim the entire time or the um you know he was pursuing her the entire time and julia was just like a side thought yeah you know? that could be it yeah that makes because sense. she went over there trying to find irena and then he was he, he had tried to kill her but yeah. i don't think he it didn't to me it seemed like he maybe killed her just because of what she saw rather than him actually wanting to end her life because it i would think that with her already knowing what he looks like and having the suspicion against him he would not want to get like have you know put more suspicion on him yeah. you know but i don't know why he was her. why did he follow her then i don't know maybe he just thought she was pretty you know, she was watching him. Maybe he thought she was on to him. Maybe, you know, because he could be paranoid too. I mean, there's there's a clear like there's a clear mental illness here. It's like whether it's it's psychopathy or antisocial personality disorder or whatever it is. Either way, this guy is clearly very severely mentally ill because people that are neurotypical do not murder people generally. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know, and you know, I've like I've said before, a serial killer does not need any reason to follow a person. All they need is what they want, and that's it. You know, and if he wants to kill her, then that's it. He wants to kill her. It doesn't. He doesn't have to have a reason other than she could just be a pretty girl. You know. Yeah, I guess in real life that makes sense, but in a movie where everything is scripted, I you mean, need a motivation. Yeah, yeah. Like so, I, I don't know. I mean, he did say in the train, like. Yeah, I, and then the pretty woman who lived across the courtyard from me waved at me and you know so maybe he did just think she was pretty and liked watching her and yeah followed her and she was going to become a victim but i i just well he could have even constructed a relationship between them that didn't exist i guess know? he never says that so i don't know i mean that's right. i don't want to draw too many like conclusions that weren't alluded to in the movie but yeah oh so i also wanted to no, or at, or I had an, a question, I guess. Do you think Weber lured uh, Julia to Irina's apartment because he knew that they were friends? Yeah, I assume that he could see. Yeah. That, well, yeah, because she had visited. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, she had gone in the apartment so I'm when sure he was watching died. Right. And he was in the closet and he saw them. He saw her, he probably saw her at the underground strip club or whatever it's called i don't think it's a strip club necessarily gentleman's club something i just just keep calling it that club and then um and then yeah he saw her over there just visiting and Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm I'm pretty sure he lured her because she's the only one who was concerned that arena was gone and the only one who would have been tuned into the fact that oh somebody is in her apartment you know nobody else would have cared and at the beginning like early on in the movie they had like a literal Chekhov's gun oh yeah I know so Irina was like my boyfriend my ex-boyfriend gave me this gun and she just opened a drawer Mm -hmm. and then closed it with her foot which I thought was really creative because he would have been able to see them get a see her get a gun out right but then 
you know, he didn't see the gun from his apartment when he was watching because she right. just opened the drawer and closed it. See, I didn't even think about that, but you're but, right. Yeah. So the audience sees it. They're like, oh, God. Yeah. Okay. But the, yeah, he yeah. can't see it. Yeah. But then they didn't have like the Chekhov's catchphrase, which is when she's, she told her how to say like, go fuck yourself in Romanian. Oh, yeah. So I thought it was kind of creative that Julia never that said that phrase, but yeah. I thought the look, so I couldn't decide if that was what she, sh- oh, well, she couldn't talk. I don't think. Right, but I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, like, um, I thought it was creative because I guess you could use that line against the guy who tried to kill her, but even better, the look she gave her husband at the end was kind of... Like, oh, man, it good. was, like, so perfect. She yeah. just, like, walk. she, like, she, you don't even see her. She shoots him, like, twice or something, and mm-hmm. Weber falls to the ground. And then her husband's like, what is going on? And she just walks out and she's totally quiet, covered in her own blood. Yeah. And, and that look was just like, what's up now, bitch? <laughs> Would you believe me now? Do you believe me now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So he cut, he cut her throat because mm-hmm. she started screaming because her husband was calling her. Her husband was in their bedroom and he was yeah. calling her and could hear the phone ringing through the wall. And she cried out. And so he cut uh, Weber, like cut her throat. But... I thought it was really smart, like super smart of her to sort of play dead. Yeah, and me I too. thought that was genius. And I, you I don't thought see she that was very dead. Often. I was like yeah. convinced that she was dead. Yeah. There was a lot of blood. Yeah, there was like a pool of it, but you don't see that very often in movies. No, where they like play dead and the killer's like, "Well, work here is done," and then she got the gun onto the tape, the coffee and table, was, and killed like, him. The whole like thing, it was like a, almost like really intimate moment where he's just watching the life lead yeah. her eyes yeah. and and he's like in the same position she is arm up resting his head on yeah. the floor you know like yeah. like arm curled to the chest it was just very like chilling it's like you know? it was like an homage to american beauty or something yeah well, yeah yeah except for he was on a sh- table <laughs> no yeah. well i mean like the act that, right? of watching someone die not the well, not yeah. like the scene right right like not the way the scene was set up right yeah right, yeah, yeah um yeah yeah and and uh that was just really creepy but the the look that she gave her husband was just <laughs> it was like everything you ever wanted but you didn't realize that you needed it you know <laughs> yeah. and uh i bet that he was um you know he was putting his, his foot in his mouth like real hard after that i'm sure but i would have liked I mean, they didn't, I don't think it's necessary to have included this, but it would have been kind of nice to see her, like, f- like, a couple months later, and she, like, is back in the United States, yeah. and, and he's not there, and so you're like, good for her. She left. Yeah, she I kind of wanted to see treasured. something like that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. because I, I mean, especially after she got, she's in this horrible, traumatizing situation, I could not imagine... I think I would have a lot of resentment towards my significant other after something like that happened to me because I'd be like, you didn't believe me and now look what I have. Then I'll have this for the rest of my life and it's not even this that's the problem, it's this that's the problem I had. You know, like my... My brain is forever going to be changed. The the chemicals in my brain, you know, like I will never be the same person I was before this. And this all could have been prevented if you had just believed me. Yeah. You know? And I mean, maybe not, but she would have at least had that emotional support, mm-hmm. you know, that she desperately needed. Like, that's, yeah. that's the thing. Like, she really needs, he's like spending 16 hour days away. Like, oh, I can't come home. I have to work. Like, okay, well, you know, 
fine then work for the rest of your life <laughs> i do think yeah well yeah like, like i guess good luck work, having a family outside if, of work if work know? is the most important thing to you then maybe you shouldn't drag someone else into that who doesn't realize that work is the most important thing to you but yeah i do think it's interesting because on one hand i think the the unbelieving partner trope is founded in something believable and that your logical mind will always tell you most of the time one of the one of the two people if there's two people involved the logical mind of at least one of them will always think of reasons why the worst is not happening yeah while the other one is probably thinking of reasons why it is the worst and so i think that that's a really interesting aspect because it's like yeah your logical mind takes over a lot of the time and will convince you that you're just being paranoid and so i don't mind that because i think like like there's an aspect of the movie where it's like he's looking out his window he's not doing anything wrong he's in a movie theater he's not doing anything wrong you know this this and this he's not doing anything wrong but so it it sort of on one hand makes sense that maybe another party who's not part of those situations would kind of try to to talk sense into the situation yeah but i get that no but scary movies take it to extremes Mm -hmm. and it becomes such a ridiculous trope and it drives me nuts because i don't think that in real life you would talk to your partner that way if you might say something to try to comfort them like look it may have seemed like he was following you it looks weird to me and i would be creeped out by it as well but let's just just think about all the reasons that somebody could have to do these you know to do what he did yeah you dropped a car and you know yeah well and the cop had like came up with a bunch of reasons too that i thought were good like well he lives in the same neighborhood as you he goes to the same Mm -hmm. supermarket as you do like you know and i was like okay yeah that makes sense but there's a difference though between him joining in the middle of a movie that she was watching sitting right behind her and then they happened to go to the same spot and Bucharest is a city it's not a like little rural area it's a fucking city Mm -hmm. so there's no other place for him to go shopping well Mm. and there's no other time yeah no I agree with you and I, I just think like that's why the trope is so angering and it's not creative because it takes a real life human logic and it like amplifies it to to make it seem like men are just always telling women you're crazy and and i i think that that harkens back to like old you know like victorian days or before like hysteria and everything Mm -hmm. and 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 so i think that and the hysteria ended up being like women that just needed to come <laughs> like that was it. That's just what hysteria was. Like the whole thing was like, oh, these women just need to have an orgasm and they'll be they'll feel better. Like I was like, okay, men, what's going on here? Why are we not doing this? Like, why are we not giving our ladies orgasms? <laughs> well, I think I mean I, I don't know if I would say it's all the men's fault in some cases because right, you have to be able right. to communicate with your partner. You know what I mean? Like yeah, but victorian age i don't know enough about the victorian age but uh, people are people i mean sex is very sex true. and people are people very so. true very true um uh but and i don't know if you knew this but people have been having sex for a very long time <laughs> just about as long as people have been around you know what i think that might be accurate it feels so, right <laughs> so that's why i don't like the the disbelieving spouse because you wouldn't talk like that to your spouse you would comfort them and you would oh, say yeah. like well if you're, yeah this it, is really this is really theoretically weird if you're a good scary. spouse right but every scary movie that has this this 
this cliche in it drives me nuts because it's not creative like let's it's not let's be better let's let's I agree. be more creative and let's make the spouse say something like yeah that's really creepy do you want me to stay home from work today do right. you want me to do this or maybe we should find a new place to live like and like none of those actions actually have to take place but if you right. make the spouse seem like a good husband it would turn the trope on its head and you wouldn't have to worry about it anymore because it's so stupid it doesn't make any sense how this woman who's probably never done this before you just immediately be like you're crazy you're you're insane yeah and especially since he has proof of what happened like that the, to me it's like it's one thing to not have proof and be like okay maybe you're just overthinking things you're lonely whatever you know i'm not saying it's right but i'm saying it's one thing but it's a whole other thing when someone goes okay look at this look what i have here's fucking proof you can see it with your own damn eyes why are you pretending like i'm crazy yeah you know and mm-hmm. like that's what he did like he she's like i have proof and he's like okay well you're crazy yeah i don't know <laughs> what to do with you anymore and I'm like how are you just <laughs> like i don't know emotionally support me or hey when you have friends over there's this crazy idea that maybe you could i don't know include me in the conversation yeah translate for me maybe don't have these weird inside romanian jokes that you just say oh it's a work joke it's like well i like work jokes i know i know this this man is my husband he's in a new city like that's i also think that's so weird that reminds me of the kissing booth where um noah went to college and she just like texted him take care and i was like he's not like sending you video logs of what his dorm looks like and I telling know. you like what the food is like and giving you a tour of boston through the phone or like i know texting you pictures every day of things he sees or telling you funny anecdotes like none of that is happening and then you know i think the same thing about this movie like like this man is working a new job and you're in a new city together and you guys act like you're just like ho-hum nothing new <laughs> And so, I don't know, in the kissing booth, it was supposed to be, like, a good relationship, but I don't think it was supposed to be a good relationship in this movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, it's not, but, yeah. Like, like it, it was supposed to be a good yeah. relationship, but if anyone has seen those movies, they would know that it's not. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah. yeah I, it's that third nipple. He's got a third nipple. <laughs> it did. It looked like a third nipple. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That was, like, so, the first thing I remember as I was watching it, I was like... Noah's got a third nipple. <laughs> so this relationship and Watcher was, yeah. I mean, it, it was it needed to end. Yeah. It was it was a bad one. I so. was I was happy when she started packing to leave him because I was worried that she was going to be like, "We'll make it work." And I was like, "Why? Yeah. He doesn't want to. He's clearly he clearly he dismissed you. Yeah, like essentially. I mean, you and know she what? left and he didn't even follow after her or anything. Oh, the party. I yeah. know. Like you make her walk through like a a an urban like a city i would be so nervous in about the, my girlfriend that, being out there in alone. the dark and it's Hell not like no. it wasn't like it was a pop like the streets and the train were like really dead oh yeah which yeah. is even worse i think like at least yeah. if there's a crowd you have safety in numbers to some extent but it was like so dead that you know i know yeah i know yeah it was yeah i i would have a hard time letting my significant other go out alone especially in a foreign city yeah like maybe maybe if they were i mean if they were a man maybe it might be different but like as a uh, if i was 
with a woman or if i was a man that was with a woman yeah. no i wouldn't want baby. to yeah i really just i wrote like okay fuck her husband who called his wife's very real paranoia a fantasy yeah he that's was, he was a piece of work yeah francis is his name francis yeah um but yeah so would you recommend the movie yeah it was fun. I think it was it fun, too. and it was kind of creepy, and it had some. Oh, it had another like scare, jump scare, where she's walking up to her apartment, and the door is open, and there's just a man standing in there, mm-hmm. and then he turns out to be like maintenance fixing a light, you know. And I thought so. Little moments like that were kind of fun, like thrilling, and it and it has a good um, location, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it was fun. It's a good spooktober movie. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. you would recommend yeah. it. Yeah i think i would i think it's um it's not really scary it's kind of more of a thriller it's on i wouldn't really even put it in the horror category honestly i think no. it's more of a thriller um but it does have kind of like a little bit of a scary aspect because it is about serial killers and you know you do see a decapitated body so it's not and like pleasant <laughs> yeah yeah so um anyway so you can follow us on instagram watch the movies or facebook at watch the movies and subscribe uh we are uh, anywhere you listen to podcasts anywhere just go there just google it just google google you'll break the internet but it'll be okay <laughs> did you ever see did you ever see that episode of the it crowd i heard if you google oh yeah google, yes you will literally break the internet <laughs> don't try it <laughs> um and uh thank you so much to my oh oh no there's a there's more i forgot i know okay mike you're just gonna have to wait sorry mike (laughs) so if you would like us to uh review a movie that you uh recommend to us you can do a couple things you can dm us on instagram or facebook uh prefer instagram because i'm just really not that active on facebook and uh you could email us at watchers of movies at gmail.com or you can give us five stars on itunes and write the name of the title of the movie you want us to review and we'll review it within a couple weeks after spooktober's over so we gotta we have like four more i think for this se- for this episode right yes or episode yes. <laughs> four more for the season and uh thank you so much to mike for our theme music finally Yes. yes. So you can find him on Twitter at the Mike Show 42. His name is Mike Myers. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. And bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.